This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey everybody, this is Dan Lobby and welcome to another edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. A little bit of a different podcast for you today. Uh, Mary Kay and I wanted to get you a podcast out here before the week kind of got going. Um, So what you're going to hear coming up shortly is actually an audio version of a Facebook live chat we did with Browns fans on the Cleveland.com Facebook page. Um, We did that Sunday night, so you're going to hear the audio version of that. So that's why you're going to hear me uh, kind of reading some comments and things like that. But we got a chance to talk about Josh Gordon returning to the Browns um, and, and some other things throughout that. So that's about 10 minutes or so. And then right after that, you're going to hear my interview with Jabril Peppers. Uh, it was for a story that ran on game day on Friday. Last week, I talked to Jabril about his role, uh, his expectations, all sorts of things. So that's about 20 minutes. Uh, So you'll get to hear that interview with Jabril Pepper. So a little bit of a hodgepodge here, uh, but we wanted to get one of these out to you uh, and kind of figured this would be the best way to do it before we could really sit down uh, and and record a longer podcast together. So uh, make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Spotify, search Orange and Brown Talk Podcast. You'll be able to find us there. That's uh, sort of new. We've been on there for probably about a month. So make sure you're you're listening to us there if that's your podcast spot of choice. And then I will also include a link to the Jabril Peppers story off of his interview in the description of this podcast and also uh, in the post for this podcast at cleveland.com slash brown. So Anyway, without further ado, here is our Facebook Live chat with Browns fans and then the Jabril Peppers interview. Let's start with Josh Gordon. He's back. Uh, Hugh Jackson has talked about him a couple times. Jarvis Landry, of course, talked about him today. Uh, Just having Gordon back, even if he's not practicing, what does it mean for, for this team? Well, you know, I think they're really excited to have him back. I think they view him as uh, their starting X receiver who can come in and make a tremendous difference on this football team. I mean, he's Josh Gordon, and I think when you look at him, just how physically imposing he is and what great shape he is in, I think they see visions of the almost 2013 Josh Gordon. That's what they're hoping for. They want to put somebody out there that strikes fear in defenders' minds and hearts, and they see Josh Gordon as that guy. So, I mean, the question, the obvious question, it comes from Phil, is when will he begin practicing? And the answer, unfortunately, is not as obvious. We don't really quite know when he's going to be allowed to practice. We don't even really know what he kind of has to to go through to get to that point, league-wise, team-wise, and all of that. Well, you know what? The way that Hugh Jackson was talking about it today, it was almost like he was saying, look, we just have to evaluate him from a physical standpoint and make sure that he's physically ready to go out there and practice, and then we'll put him out there. So I guess they probably want to put him through some conditioning tests and some different things. We saw him doing a lot of physical stuff today. I think that that has a lot to do with it. This is a collaborative effort. It's his medical team, the Browns, the player, all kind of working together to get Josh where he needs to be. And I think once they feel that he is physically ready to 
practice, he will do so. And someone pointed out earlier, I can't find the comment, but said that in, you know, in a photo he looked like a beast, and we've seen him on Instagram too. He's, I don't think him being in shape is going to be a problem. He is certainly in good shape. Uh, another comment from Barry says uh, that Gordon and Landry will be a dynamic duo, and that's really what the Browns are hoping. And we saw it a little bit on Friday night against the Bills, that um, Landry by himself, obviously, can be very good, but it also allows the defense to focus on Jarvis Landry. Having a guy like Josh Gordon out there who can take the top off, get down the field, it makes a huge difference for a guy like Landry who's so good kind of working underneath and working in space. Yeah, and it gives you other opportunities too to um, play Landry back in the slot. With Josh back, you can put Josh outside and another receiver on the outside uh, that is more suited to you know to getting downfield fast and exhibiting that type of speed and then you can put Landry in the, back in the slot which is really what his forte is mm -hmm. so it gives you a chance to do that but when those two guys are just in two wides on the outside together uh, it they are a formidable duo and it does make a lot of difference to have a Josh Gordon on the field. Uh, George asks if he's going to play against Philly on Thursday. No, he, he's not going to. We haven't heard that officially, but you know, it would be a shock, honestly, if, if he did play on Thursday. I don't even know that he would get out on the field against Detroit. Um, you know, the week after. That's you know, we're still a long ways away, really, from from knowing that. And these things can happen fast. But as of right now, it feels like we're a long ways away from from kind of knowing when he's going to play. You know, I, I do not think that he'll play Thursday night, obviously, because now they've only got two days of practice left before that game. They'll have Wednesday off. So, therefore, he would only have Monday and Tuesday. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him returning to practice on a limited basis, either Monday or Tuesday. But I, I still don't think that they're going to try to rush him into the game. That would be kind of quick. However, I do think that they would probably like to see him in pads, taking a hit in a football game, before they put him out there against the Steelers. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a little tiny bit of time against the Lions in Detroit. Yeah, and uh, Elmo in the comments is, is kind of saying sort of the same thing. Get him on the practice field and go from there. You know, you can't really judge where he's at until you get him on the practice field. Now, there are a lot of people who are in the comments that are basically saying move on from this guy. Um, some, someone else came to his defense and, and pointed out, look, he's, he's dealing with an addiction. You know, this is a day-to-day -day thing. We've talked about that on our podcast before, uh, but some people kind of going back and forth on that. Um, you know, look, the Browns obviously could have moved on if they wanted to, but they've sort of made this commitment to Josh that they're going to stick by him. They're going to see, uh, kind of try to see him through this process. Now, obviously, the fact that he's uber talented helps a lot, but the Browns are committed to this right now. It, moving on at this point, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You've gone this far with him. Yeah, and I think. Uh, they're looking at it as though they welcomed him back with open arms at the end of last year. And what happened this offseason is that he basically was struggling, raised his hand, and talked to his medical team, confided in his medical team about that, and they all got together, put their heads together and said, let's be proactive about this. He asked for some help or was told he needed help, whatever the case may be, and he went to the University of Florida in Gainesville where he got the help that he needed. He, he is trying to overcome an addiction. This is not a behavioral thing. This is not a he did something stupid thing. This is somebody that needs help struggling with addiction. Everyone is trying to help him. Jim Brown has been a big advocate of his. The Haslam's have been in his corner. And like you said, now is not the time to give up on him. Yeah, someone says moving on from a winning Mega Millions ticket is lunacy. I, I mean, look, we've, we've been through this before over and over again with Josh, but I, it does feel like this time is different. Like there's a real effort from him to try and 
you know, get past the, these issues that he's had. Um, a lot of talk about deaths as, as well in the comments, and I'm going to find this one here. Matthew says, the Browns don't have another outside wide receiver, Mary Kay. That's why they still need to sign Des Bryant. Um, do, do you think that's still on the table? You know, it's really not on the front burner right now, and I don't think it's because necessarily uh, that Josh is back. I just don't think the two sides could reach an agreement, and I do think that you'll see the Browns continue to look for receivers. I mean, the cuts are coming up on September 1st. Uh, maybe they'll try to trade for someone. Maybe someone else will shake out. I don't really think that it was a Josh is back and we don't need another guy because they have to be careful with both Josh and Antonio Callaway. Yeah. Those guys are a one-day-at-a-time proposition. You really do need another guy kind of like that if you can find him. So uh, I don't think it's going to be Des right now, but, you know, things change. Des might be holding out for uh, a starting receiver to go down somewhere for a contender and think that maybe he'll be able to get a better deal from somebody else. I don't really know exactly what's going on. But whatever the case, they couldn't come to a meeting in the mines and the Browns are going to move on. So, so just to be clear and just to clarify, as someone asked in the comments, Josh Gordon and Des Bryant, because I know you wrote about this yesterday. Uh, Josh Gordon and Des Bryant, it's really unrelated, correct? correct? For the most part, yes. I mean, if uh, if Josh Gordon wasn't coming back, they may have been a little bit more desperate to sign a Des Bryant and get somebody in here. With Josh back, it kind of takes the edge off a little bit of that. Um, but still, for the most part, and even Jarvis Landry talked about this today, he still wants him here. Um <laughs> So, yeah, it is more the fact that they just could not agree on something. I mean, his agent stayed with him here until Friday morning and had further conversations on Friday about this. So I think there was an effort on both sides to see if they could come and meet in the middle somewhere, and they just weren't able to. Uh, Mary points out in the comments that I wrote, from Berea instead of from Berea in the post for this. Well, Mary, that is, uh, <laughs> it means Berea. My thumbs were moving a little too fast when I typed it, apparently, so so my apologies there. Um, <laughs> Yogi Berra. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let's see, there was a question here about, um, with the injuries today, EJ Gaines, uh, of course, went down. Um, the Browns have had some visits with other cornerbacks. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know what Gaines' injury was. Obviously, it didn't look good. Um, he was carted off. And he was kind of moving up. You know, Terrence Mitchell and Denzel Ward have been the one and two, but there's a lot of openings behind those guys on the outside of cornerback. And, and Gaines was a guy uh, that, that could maybe have found a role there. So, you know, Breland has been in for a visit earlier. Adam Pacman Jones was in for a visit earlier. Is that a position where the Browns are going to try to, if Gaines is out for a while, where they're going to have to maybe add a body? You know, they might. They might have to. They might have to go back uh, to that short list of cornerbacks and see what they can come up, up with. Uh, it did not look good. It looked, it looked to us like he's going to be out for a while. We don't know for sure yet. But last week, one day in practice, I watched him aggressively break up three passes within the span of a couple drills. And he was starting to come around. And I think there was some sense on his part that, uh, that he did want more playing time. And he was going out there fighting for it. Fortunately, they added a number of bodies in the offseason, like you mentioned, T.J. Carey, Terrence Mitchell. Uh, they've got Simeon Thomas, who they drafted. Uh, so they do have some people. However, uh, they use a lot of def extra defensive backs. And we saw that yeah. even in the game on Friday night. So they need a lot. And John Dorsey likes defensive backs, and he likes to have a lot to choose from. So I think they're probably going to be looking for somebody. Uh, question, when's Trevon Coley coming back from an injury? We don't know yet. Um, he's, he's going to be out for a little while. I believe Hugh Jackson has said they 
they hope he'll be back by the regular season opener. But what it's kind of done is it, allow, it has allowed a player like Larry Ogunjobi, who had a really nice night on Friday, to mm -hmm. kind of step in and get an opportunity uh, to play alongside Jamie Meter. You know, Caleb Brantley, if he's able to get healthy, will get an opportunity mm -hmm. there as well. So there's an opportunity for maybe some talented guys uh, behind him to come in and, and make some plays. Yeah, like you said, it is a great chance for, for Larry to step in there and uh, prove that he was worth the draft pick. And uh, But it, it is a loss because Trevon Coley was just really super solid and came on strong last year and solidified himself as a good starting three technique. And uh, and yeah, so that that's a disappointment. It's usually about a four to six week injury, depending on how fast of a healer you are. Uh, so he, he might be back for the opener, he might not. Yeah, Coley's actually a really interesting story, too. One of those guys that's bounced around, yeah. practice squads, and, and finally caught on with an 0-16 team and made yeah. something of it. There's, there's yeah. a number of guys on this roster still who did that. Uh, last question here before we go, because we've got to talk about the quarterbacks. Um, and, and I'm going to say this because I, I kind of am not getting this vibe. Uh, but George asks, why so much hype on getting Baker Mayfield to the field week one? Personally, and maybe it's because we're kind of in the bubble here sometimes at training camp every day. I don't, I don't feel that hype. Now, obviously, fans are excited about Baker, and you're going to get some talk radio shows talking about Baker and, and maybe some people pushing for him to start week one. But I think for the most part, everybody's been on board with Terod Taylor starting week one. I, I'm not sensing a ton of – I'm just not sensing that hype building to get him out there right away. People get excited about the number one overall pick. People get excited about the Heisman Trophy winner. He's got a, a cult following. National people seem to love him. He's getting rave reviews. Yeah, I think nationally there's been some yeah, buzz. Nationally. Maybe that's kind of where it's coming from. But I do from, think that, that people who have lived through the, the rookie blues for the last couple of years here in town uh, really think that the Browns have a sound plan right now. And that you know that is true. They, they are going to throw a veteran out there against the Steelers and against the Saints, and then we'll go from there. That was our Facebook Live on Cleveland.com from Sunday. And now here's our interview with Jabril Peppers. I mean, I've seen you the last few days of practice. It seems like you're, it seems like you're having fun out there. Mm -hmm. Is that pretty accurate? Yep, yep. that's very assessment. What, what is it? What is it about? last few days, the last, nah, last just, week or two, whatever it is. It's just football, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Getting out there, punching that clock, competing. You know, we know our offense is going to be better than a lot of the offenses we see, you know, as far as talent level. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we try to take full advantage of what we could, uh, you know, compete against them. It's, it's getting around that time to where, you know, it starts winding down, starts more game prep. So these last couple of days, you know, we really got a chance to get after it. So definitely excited. Yeah, it seems like obviously can't hit a ton in practice, but yeah. it seems like it seems like you're laying the wood on some guys yeah. here and there when you get a chance to. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. does, it, does that feel good to kind of be doing that again? I mean, I mean, it's it's it, it, it's like it's what I it's what I do. You know, yeah. it, it ain't like you know, I'm actually surprised you guys, but you know what I mean, to me, it's just what I do. It's just you know, I'm getting an opportunity to to show what I can do. You know? mm -hmm. I've, I've seen you kind of uh, lined up. I've sort of seen you lined up at outside linebacker, maybe even nickel a little bit. Is that? Have you lined up as, as sort of a nickel corner? Um, so we pretty much play everything: nickel, yeah. outside linebacker, safety. You know, to you guys, it may look like different positions. Yeah. And that's what we want it to look like to the quarterback as well. But 
it's all actually, you know, it's the same position, just moving around or yeah. just mirrored or, you know, so it's a combination of safety, nickel, you know, things like that. Is, is that kind of the, the freedom that comes with uh, being in the second year under Greg? Um, kind of knowing the scheme a little more and, and all of that? Not really. Uh, well, knowing the scheme helps, yeah. but it's more so... If you're a down safety, you've got to pretty much be interchangeable, you know, with the linebackers. You know what I mean? Cause that's all our down safety is. Another, it's a hybrid linebacker, you know what yeah. I mean? So you got to know what everyone has to do because in some funky situations or change of strength motions, you might find yourself playing linebacker or in the linebacker position. Um, and you got no run fits, you know, you got to know your schemes, you know, things like that. So definitely um, knowing the playbook more helps, uh, but you you definitely have to uh, be interchangeable. Does, does that feel a little bit more like when you were at Michigan? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I do. You know yeah. what I mean? Last year, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I got to be back there, you know, get that experience. I never played free before. Um, you know, and, and it definitely helped me as far as my space plays. Um, you know, it's so much easier to play in space now when you're used to yeah. an island of, of your own. Now yeah. I'm, I'm in confined little little areas where I have to make plays and make tackles in space, and it's, you know, it's night and day. So, um you know, like I said, you know, now I get opportunity to show more of, you know, the things that I put on tape as far as coming out of college um, and just, you know, get to let my skill set, you know, kind of shine a little bit. I know every time, you know, you stand up there, we ask you about your role last year. Um, but what did you kind of learn from that, though? I mean, what did, what did that teach um, you happy to go through that? Um, as, as a player, personally, whatever it was. As a, as a player, you know, it definitely, you know, showed me that, you know, I have to do the extra things. Um, you know, free, I, I, I like playing free. Yeah. You know, Coach, Coach Williams plays his free a little deeper than most do. Um, but, you know, it's still plays I could have made. And, you know, it was just the indecision, the, the hesitations, um, and, you know, things of that, that aspect instead of just playing fast and instinctual. Um, around the ball, you kind of have to play fast and instinctual, you know, because you're right there. It's, it's right, up, right there up on you. You know, that was the problem for me since I wasn't up there. It wasn't right up on me. You know, now I got to kind of slow play those instincts. And when I want to jump something and I don't, it's a hesitation. Now it's completion instead of a, a, a PBU or a pick or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so it was just, it was just more more of that you know I definitely think that if I played the same position this year I would have a way better year than I had last year um, just because I have that experience in that year under my belt now I know what everyone has to do you know not just myself I know those angles I know certain guys in the league now what they like yeah. to do things like that so it's just kind of coming in kind of the unknown you know and the tape the tape tells you a lot but it doesn't really tell you everything that the game will you know what I mean so I think that was definitely the biggest thing um one of the things that, that kind of stood out, and we talked to Coach Bruzy, I think it was last week, but whatever, you know, all the days here blend together. <laughs> um, and, you know, he kind of lauded you for this too. Through, through everything last year, the losing, you know, playing out of, learning that position, kind of playing out of position. Um, you know, a lot of guys might complain, and, and at least to us, you never did. So what, I mean, where does that come from? That, like, attitude of, like, this is... This is what I'm going to do. At whether the end I'm, of the day, we men. what I want or not, yeah. We men at the end of the day. You know, I put that on tape. Coach didn't put that on tape. You know what I mean? That's 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 how I looked at it. The coaches can't play for you. They just, you know, tell you what to do, and you got to go out there and make them look good. And I didn't do a good job of that last year. So, 
my thing is, I'm a man at the end of the day. I know the mistakes I made was because of the mistakes I personally made. You know, it had nothing to do with the coach or, or, or anything like that. So, for me, I'm never the guy to point the finger or, you know, say, oh, this is his fault, this is his fault. What I was doing was what I was doing. You know, I was missing tackles. I was taking bad angles to the ball. I was being hesitant. You know what I mean? Coach wasn't making me be hesitant. That was yeah. all on me. So, at the end of the day, you know, how I was brought up, you own it. It's good or bad or indifferent. You own that. And, you know, that was just my thing, you know. And I felt as though the only reason, you know, people were making a big deal about it was because of I wasn't making the plays that I'm supposed to make. So now it's just magnifying everything. You know what I'm saying? If I make those plays... You know, no one really is saying anything about anything. You yeah. know, they'll find something else to talk about. But since, you know, that was the attraction, you know, how deep we play our safeties and, you know, where it wasn't taking proper angles to the ball sometimes or, you know, overrunning overrunning the ball, getting, getting the cut back on you sometimes or, you know, things like that. And back there, you know, since it was new, a new position, at the end of the day it's still football, but since it's a new position, the angles change. You know what I mean? And I guess I was trying to, you know, figure out the best ways to play certain certain situations. When a guy breaks, if I know I got guys coming right here, do I just slow him up and just give him a one-way go because he sees my guys coming? But then it's like you got to trust your guys to run to the ball at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than just taking the angle away yourself and using the, 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 the sideline as your 12th defender or, you know, things like that. So it was just, you know, a kind of learning process for me. Um, it was definitely more bad than good, but I definitely think I did a lot of good things as well. Um, but at the end of the day, man, it's, it's, it's a year to learn from. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's all it was. I'm happy for it. You know, I, I got a lot of valuable lessons. It, I mean, it was a pretty eventful year, kind of looking back. I remember, you know, it started with that interception in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, it ended with the interception in Pittsburgh. <laughs> you got the fine in Cincinnati. I remember that. Yeah. I, I mean, was it when you kind of caught your breath after the year was over and looked back? Um, what, what did you What did you take away? What did you? Um, what was the biggest lesson? The biggest lesson was you got to do more. You know on the field, in the film room. You know, it's a difference between just watching film to watch film and then actually having a plan when you watch film. Because a lot of guys don't know how to watch film. You know what I mean? They watch film because they know that's what they're supposed to do. We know what we're supposed to look at. But when you actually learn how to watch film and know what to look at and, you know, how to go about, you know, watching whatever offense or, you know, whatever you're watching and then putting yourself in situations where you can try to anticipate things to make plays based on what you watched instead of just watching it like, oh, yeah, they like to run in that that, that formation instead of knowing what runs, what play-action passes come off of that, you know, things like that. Just going more in-depth and greater detail than, um, you know, I was doing last year. Because, you know, football, I like that. I'm, I'm a pretty smart football player. Um, so, you know, I kind of laid my head too much on that rather than, you know, really doing the extra things. And that's what I'm doing this year, you know, just to, you know, really challenge myself. Um, and it's helping me even out here, you know, in practice. You know, I watch film on my guys, that are my teammates, like they're the opposition, just so I, I get in that, you know, routine. We're creatures of habit. We all repeatedly do once I start that routine, then once the, 
the game started to roll around, it just be it just be clockwork. Was was there a guy that kind of helped you with that? I know, like you know, I'm thinking about uh, when I would talk to guys last week. Jamar Taylor was always a guy that came up. Was like that guy just works and watches film. Like I know Brian mm-hmm. kind of latched onto him when he first got here. Yeah. And, uh, he kind of taught him how to watch film. Was was there a guy here that kind of helped you with that and, and taught you that? Um, you know, I pretty much took everyone's kind of method and yeah. just figured out what works best for me because it's different when you're a corner watching film because you yeah. don't have much to you know you're 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 what you're looking at is different from what the linebacker would look at and yeah. from what the you know what I mean at the end of the day we all have to know the general things about the offense but when you go in depth about you know trying to make plays now you know not just watching film and know what they do but trying to make those plays you know, it's, everyone has to watch different things. So I kind of got a combination of how my coach watched film, breaks it down, how another coach watched film, so breaks it down, how J-Mac watched film, broke it down, you know, and just kind of see, like, all right, well, I don't really need to know all of that, but I should know part of this just in case this situation comes up. Yeah. I need to know all of this because I'm a safety. I have to, you know what I mean? But now that I'm a down safety, the biggest difference is for me is, you know, my run fits. Last year I was only in a in on a, a play if it broke or, you know, I inserted or, you know, things like that. Now I'm down there. So now I have to know, you know, my my, 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 my guard tackle tackle uh, reads or what's their body mannerisms when it's runner pass, things like that, who pulls, who shows when they're pulling, you know, does the running back scanning. Does he do that every play? It was just on pass plays, you know. So just things like that to help me take my game to the next level that I didn't have to do last year at free because, you know, I wasn't really that involved in the run front. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's just kind of things like that. So you got to kind of know everything. Yeah. You know? um, what's that second off season like for a guy? Because I know that first – before your rookie year, obviously you don't even know where you're going. Yeah. You're training for the combine. I mean, you – weren't even sure for a while what position you were going to do at the combine, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you're training to get drafted. So what's that second offseason like? How important is that second offseason? I know you tweeted um, that it was kind of long. Yeah, point, but. you know, but, you know, I, I definitely think, you know, the first one, like you said, you know, you got the combine, train for the combine, and you got train for pro day, then you have pro day. And, and if you want the lucky guys with your pro days early, you know, you can kind of chill a little yeah. bit. But even then, you're going and visiting different teams every week, multiple days out the week. Um, so, you know, the second offseason, we could just kind of just chill out, get your body back, relax, um, and really just, you know, unwind a little bit. Because, you know, there's really no unwinding after the college, after your last year in college. You yeah. Because you're just worried about too much. What am I gonna do? Am I gonna get drafted? You know, I gotta work out here. I gotta find an agent. I gotta, you know, I mean, there's really no time to relax after the season. That second year, you know, you really get time to unwind. You know, you still can train, but you know, you can train on your own time and just really get your body back. You know, and I definitely think getting my body back and getting back to being healthy um, was definitely the main, the main thing for me, and just actually putting in a full workout with the NFL strength and conditioning program. Yeah. You know, that that, that definitely has benefited me a lot as well. So you know, definitely uh it, 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 it's just night and day, you know. Like 
that's why I tell guys like that that rookie year grind, man. <laughs> Especially like if you if you you land on a good team, you guys go far. You know, you playing yeah. into January or February. You know what I mean? Then you then now your time to unwind is cut now. You know what I mean? And that's that that's 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 a long time of straight action all the way through. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah, man, just to unwind the aspect of it. What did you end up doing with that that ball from Pittsburgh? I remember you had it in the locker room. That interception uh, ball. I still have this. <laughs> okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hanging up. I was I was supposed to give it to my mom, but <laughs> I ended up. Uh, I'm just starting a little uh, wall display. Yeah. Um, for like, big hits, uh, interceptions, forced fumbles. I mean, how good did that feel? I mean, I know it was a little bittersweet because it was the last game, the mm-hmm. 16, but. When you kind of got some distance from that, yeah. I mean, did it feel good to get your hands on that football? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, you know, and how the play happened. You know, I kind of read the route. I was supposed to go to the flat, but I knew I had one thread out there, and so I was Juju. You know, they they weren't playing a lot of guys, so I'm like, okay, Juju's definitely gonna be his number one read right now. So I tried to just go out, make it look like I was going to the flat, and I kind of flipped underneath him at the last minute and kind of. Put my put my hands. So I mean, to me, I, it didn't really matter who threw the ball. You know, I I, I don't think he could have thrown the ball anywhere other if, if he was going to Juju where I wouldn't have picked it. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, two years from now, it's just gonna be an interception. And in I mean, it's just gonna be a number in the interception column. You know, no one's gonna yeah. know who threw who threw the the interception or not. So I mean, I don't really think about it that much. It definitely felt good to, you know, once I started playing in the box later on in the year to start showing them that, you know, I, I got some ability down here. And, um, you know, very instinctual. You still want to get some chance. I know you were returning kicks Thursday night. Mm-hmm. You still want to. Oh, yeah. still something oh, yeah. you want to do a lot of? Yeah, but we, you know, we have a lot of guys who can do a lot of different things with the ball. Um, so I think they're just trying to figure out, uh, you know, who can do what. You know, they, they, they pretty much got a feel for, for what I can do. Um, but they want to see, you know, you know, guys like Barry, Callaway, Board, you know, those guys, you know, see, see what they can do when they get the ball in, in their hand. I saw the hard knock clip. Was it cool to be back in New Jersey? Yeah. Playing for just preseason. You have a lot of friends and family. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll let you go here, but I got to ask you about Coach Harbaugh because he's – you know, he's kind of this bigger-than-life character. Yeah. I mean, do you have, like, a, a Coach Harbaugh story or, or memory or anything? Um, Not that I can remember right now. I'm pretty much in all camp mode right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not – and I love Coach Harbaugh out of day, oh, yeah. but, yeah. you know, we were 0-16 last year, and I can't be worried about what you know, him and you know, Michigan is doing. I got to worry about how we're going to turn this Cleveland Brown thing around. You know what I mean? So that's that's what my main focus is. Does, I mean, does it feel to you like this is this is different? Does it feel like night and day from last year? Oh time? hell yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, even even for me, you know. But I feel as though you know we got a lot of guys here who came from you know winning teams, proving themselves in this league to be you know good players. Um, and you know we got a lot of guys who you know, have experience. That's one thing you can't coach is experience. You know, you can tell a guy. Until he's blue in the face, but until he actually experiences that, you know, experience is the best teacher, is the best coach. So you got a lot of experienced guys back there, you know, and we're starting to gel well together, same attitude, you know, same passion for the game. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely night and day. Uh, one last thing, because they're both talking today with the quarterbacks. Um, I, I know it's the other side of the ball, but. 
you know, when, when the team makes the investments in the quarterbacks they've made, mm-hmm. trading for Tyrod and uh, taking Baker number one. Mm-hmm. Do, do you get a little bit excited about that? Oh, absolutely. You know, even Drew's nice too, Stan. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I like all three of our quarterbacks, all four. You know, Robacks, you know, finding his way as well. But, um, you know, it, it's definitely exciting. Because in this league, it's a quarterback-driven league. You know what I mean? A good quarterback can win you a lot of games. Um, you know, I think that's the one position on the field where, because they touch the ball every play. You know what I mean? So I feel like in a quarterback-driven league, you know, where you can barely hit receivers anymore now, um, is, is, is definitely, definitely a positive. And, you know, I feel like we have three or four who can, you know, do the job, and it's oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're and fine. it's just cool because you know Baker's competing, but Tyrod's also teaching them, you know, and, and helping them with, with things. You know, it's still a competition, but it's not like where one guy wants the other to do bad. Is you know, how are we gonna lead this team to ball games, to to to, to winning ball games, protecting the ball. You know, finding the open man and you know being 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 good leaders. You know that's what they're doing. Yeah. You know, Baker's young, but you know you're never too young to lead. You know, example first, voice second. And you know, uh, he's been he's been playing well. You know, in practice and the show in the preseason game. You know, what, what you guys saw is what he's been doing this whole time. So you know, we're definitely excited about our, our quarterback room. Because it gives you guys not that you want to make mistakes, but it gives you guys a little more room for error. Yes, too, right? Absolutely. So Absolutely. you can take a few more chances, yeah. chances here and there. Absolutely. All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Again, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all of those great places, Spotify. For Mary Kay Cabot, I'm Dan Lobby.